Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Greeks call her Eos, the Romans Aurora. But if you follow the Shinto religion of Japan and want to pray to the goddess of dawn, birth, meditation, revelry, and the arts, you'll bow down before Ame no Uzum. And that's the Shinto Kami we revere here in the Doom Room. I'm Alex, and I'm doomed. This has become a little poetry section, and I'm like, hey, brother, give me a little bit more elbow room. Boom, boom, I'm in the Doom Room. I'm Justin, and I'm doomed. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Doom Patrol Season 3, Episode 4, Undead Patrol. Spoiler warning here, in case you haven't checked it out in a while. But after the Doom Patrol came back from the dead, in this episode, they turned into zombies. And they've only got one cure for that, and that's to eat Niles's head. Now, uh, other stuff going on in the episode, specifically, we see the return of an old enemy from the Bureau of Normalcy, who has turned into a carnivorous butt. The carnivorous butts are butt. also back this episode. And meanwhile, Michelle Gomez's character, who we find out is named Laura DeMille, is explored more fully this episode as she teams up with Kipling to try to save the team. We find out maybe she's a bird, maybe she's an ottoman. Whatever it is, there's a deep mystery going on with here with her that we're going to find out a lot more about going forward. Uh, Pete, let's start with you, because the ultimate end of this episode is they eat Niles's head, though Niles is back most of the episode. Uh, you're kind of a Niles hater. How'd you feel about all this? No, no, Niles of. is definitely not back, so I don't appreciate you saying that. But He's this, back. This is an insane app. Like, they jam-packed... So much into this episode, I'm I have a little bit of a whiplash. It's just, uh, you know, after you know, it's enough to maybe turn them into zombies, and that can be a nap, um, you know. But then to have the kind of uh, butt monsters come back, and then you uh. know, it's it's zombies versus butt monsters. I mean, there's a lot going on. Um, but this man. is my this is my favorite episode of this season so far. Really, mm. really liked it. Oh, what nice. a great previously on where we get all like butts and butts. I was like, what is this episode going to be with all these things they're teeing that up? That was interesting. I was like, we haven't previously on you bring up the butts. Why is that important? Oh man. Uh, so I was excited about that, and I thought it really delivered. I mean, Willoughby didn't just bring Niles back; he made him an undead podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> my dream. That's my dream. Yeah, you want uh, the mic sewn into your mouth? And exactly. I want people to, to mail you. me around to different listeners. Oh, my like God, the sisterhood so of the traveling dead host. Pete heard, oh, I could cut off your head, and he's already headed towards you. He just went off mic. Yeah, he's yeah, he's heading to like, your place. He's gonna get it. He's gonna take care of it a little early. Um, I I kind of agree with Pete that there was so much, almost too much going on this episode, but. I also agree with you, Justin, that it was very fun at the same time. And I laughed out loud a bunch. So ultimately, it's a net win for Doom Patrol. 
Uh, did the flickering, like, single frame thing, whatever was going on in this episode, drive you guys insane? Or what's... What are you talking about? Oh, man, was it my internet connection? It just sounded like there was, like, a white frame every once in a while that it was, like... Uh, oh, maybe were you were just blinking. Oh, okay. At different yeah, times. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm crazy. I did notice that, but... Um... Oh, you did? Really? No, I didn't, no, I didn't. see that at all. Oh, you didn't. didn't. You didn't did notice not. that. Uh, yeah, I would... Uh, great topic here for our podcast. I would check your internet connection. Oh, man. Well, okay. Well, I'm glad that uh, was an issue for you guys because I was like... I kept trying to freeze frame because I thought maybe there was like something else going on in the episode. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is insane. Did you guys have a thing where your windows were a little rattly in your house while you were watching this? <laughs> oh, you you have a ghost problem is what you got. Ghost. Oh, oh. Yeah. Non, just regular ghosts or sex Did ghosts? you guys, I mean, while we're talking about this, did you have this thing where you got like a little bit hungry halfway through and you paused it and stepped up, uh, put a slice of pizza in the air fryer, heated it for like two minutes just so it got like nice and fresh? Ate blew on the piece of pizza a little bit. I'm sorry. So when in the... this episode were you hungry? When they were zombies and just they eating had brains. open sores all over their faces, or when it was butts? When the zombies were eating the butts, I was like snack time. <laughs> oh my Alex, God. wait, Who just let me you? follow up on this because it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I had the same thing. Did you then take a bite out of the pizza with pepperoni and black olives? Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> what? Wow. wow, they gotta fix that episode. Man, <laughs> there's something wrong with that. We're synchronously biting into a slice of pepperoni and black olive yeah, pizza. Do you think the, uh, the white flashes maybe they were melty cheese, Pete? Oh my god, black olives should not be on a pizza. I mean, there where is. else should they be? Why don't we get more into this episode? There was actually one note that I wanted to mention. Uh, first off, uh, the last episode, we talked about how the Dead Boy Detectives Agency was good enough that it should be a spinoff. I don't know if it's still a development, but it was a spinoff. They specifically were, they loved that episode and were looking on developing it as a spinoff. Obviously, then COVID uh, was in the middle there, so that messed up a bunch of things. Uh, but yeah. We'll see if that might actually happen because that would be a lot of fun. I'm really worried it. I'm having a stroke or something that uh, that that whole. Oh, you're still stuck did. on that. Yeah, that that didn't happen at all to you guys, and no. it was like happening throughout the episode. I was yeah. really what upset if, that they weren't addressing it. But. Do you think there's the DC flip has started to overtake <laughs> the rest of the episode for you? You're just yeah. like a, it's become a life. Maybe you have a life, a Pete's life flip. Hmm. Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, just to check uh, as your medical professional uh, to see if you have a stroke. One of the things that often accompanies it is you smell weird smells like uh, deliciously cooking pizza with pepperoni and black olives. Did you smell anything like that during the episode? Stop saying black olives. Black olives? You're ruining a perfectly good slice of pizza. I mean, let me just say another, sorry, your other doctor, Dr. Tyler. Do you have you noticed that your Mountain Dew and vodka is starting to taste a little bad? Well, that's usually just because when the Mountain Dew goes flat, it's not as uh, enjoyable, you know. Mm. One other note that I wanted to give while we're talking a bunch of nonsense here, I did not realize until I started watching the stay tuned after the episode for a look inside the episode thing yep. that I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry, but Jovian Wade, who plays Cyborg, is British. Oh, right. Yeah. Another yeah. classic British guy playing an American superhero. Very surprising. It's yeah. great. The Brits yeah. get us. 
Brits do get us. Uh, why don't we actually jump into the plot of the episode? So great seeing Kipling back here. Loved yeah. his team up with Laura DeMille. They are so much fun together. Um, but what did you think of, and maybe you have a difference of opinion here, but kind of the swerve that Michelle Gomez's character is maybe not the bad guy, but maybe actually a good guy? Or do you still think she is a villain? I have an even more intense theory. What? I think that she might be Rita. What? Go on. Wait, wait. How so, could she be Rita in the film and then also be Madam Satan in that film? Well, because I, I think or I, whatever. I think there's going to be something where this is like a a group or a uh, a legacy or lineage or something. The way that she was when she was on the roof, um, supposedly dropped the the petrified dragon piss on Darren's head. She was being Rita. She was doing full Rita conversation. She couldn't get her powers to work and then messed it up and became the Ottoman. Um, so I think we're going to find that um, that Michelle Gomez and Rita are sort of one in the same or the sisterhood of Dada is like this collective that um, Rita Ooh. has come out of. Hmm. Interesting, Interesting theory. Well, what wow. about you, Pete? Are you on... Do you believe Justin's theory? Do you have an alternate theory? What's your well, take on that? Laura Justin's DeMille? theory just blew my mind a little bit. I thought she was, you know, because of the alarm going off, thought she was horrible. But then when she got near the alarm and it wasn't going off at all or doing anything, um, I thought maybe uh, something something else was happening because she was, uh, you know, maybe had amnesia. She didn't know the evil mission that she was on. So that wasn't sounding alarm, but, uh, yeah, I just thought, uh, yeah, that she was, you know, a, a person who had an evil mission, but then when she kind of lost her, who she was kind of that all kind of that threat went away. Well, the interesting thing, and maybe this is making a couple of assumptions here, but we find out that Niles let her go from the Bureau of Normalcy, presumably. So yeah. it seems like it's just a jilted employee thing. Like she got upset because she got fired and then is going after Niles to give him a piece of his mind, which seems maybe I'm way off there, but that seems like a very classic Doom Patrol thing for me to treat a relatively low stakes thing with supremely high stakes. You get yes. fired from jobs, so you still a drill time machine go through the earth to tell the guy off. And also very classic in terms of like what everybody else wants to do with Niles. So if that is what it is, I do enjoy that. And I also, if she is maybe not good, but like not a bad guy, not an ultimate villain. I really like that as well. I love seeing yeah. her work with the team and I like oh, the, especially her and Rita together. Fun. Yeah. Well, and it's also another very classic doom patrol thing of having a character come in who has a mission and they're like, I'm very focused. And then that mission completely dissipates. And they're like, what do I do now? <laughs> what is my life? Well, and let me throw two more things that I support naturally support my theory. Um, mm -hmm. I think the fact that she comes in in a time machine feels like what's the point of doing that? She could have just been in a drill if it isn't going to be a displaced member of our cast like Rita. And second, isn't it telling that her first move when she arrived is to randomly kill the woman who made Rita feel horrible? Mm. But Rita was the one who dismantled the time machine. Why would Rita, you know what I mean? Also, she knew what to kind of pull out, but I guess maybe you pull anything off the wall. You know, you're going to 
But I, I just think that like if, <laughs> wait, wait, what? hold on a second, Howard, hold on a second. There, you know that's not how the machines work. <laughs> well, if you keep pulling up plugs, you're gonna dismantle it. It wasn't like you know. Uh, but but she if I did take, take off, if I go to your car and take off all the bumper stickers, it'll probably still drive. Not the, yeah, obviously. You're Pete, like I. I'd maybe rather I'm misremembering, be, but you hosted that show on a MTV called Dismantle My Ride, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so sort Short of a bummer at the people end. People didn't like it. The people weren't no. happy afterwards. They were like, uh, "This sucks, man." Yeah, Put my ride like, back together. And I'm we're like, going to play no. five more episodes of ridiculousness instead. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Pete here on Dismantle My Ride. We are here with Snoop Dogg about to take his car apart. <laughs> Yeah, all right, you're going to put it back together at the end of this. Nope. 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 No. That's the show. Later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, love Michelle Gomez. Loved her delivery. Her delivery is like nobody else's, the way that she delivers lines. There was one thing. I wrote it down uh, when she's talking to Rita. Oh, when she says, it is really annoying, she almost swallows the word. She's like, it is really annoying. And yeah. Great. Just everything that she says is great. Love her. She's amazing. Um, Everything she does. She is one of those people who can be both a great character and unmistakably herself and sort of sell it on both fronts. And I think that's that's so rare in in entertainment. Yeah. So it's just fun to see kind of like what she goes through as far as like we think she has this kind of like super drive then can kind of lost in who she is and has these hilarious, hilarious moments. And, uh, yeah, because of, uh, the choices that she's making is just so much fun. It could be hard to watch somebody go through something like that, but, uh, she pulls it off with such ease. It's enjoyable to watch. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, or at least on the other side of the episode, why don't we talk about the choice with the zombies, specifically the choice to, convey the zombies dialogue. How did you feel about that? You I thought it. it was cool. Yeah. I yeah, love that's it. hilarious. It's fun to be able to understand zombies finally. So I, I really enjoyed it. It made for a lot of uh, fun while also keeping the zombie thing and still advancing the story in a great way. I thought, yes, it was very goofy, but very purposely goofy. Like you could almost see everybody almost laughing the entire time when they were yeah. doing it. Um, but that's all right. They're also having fun. They're having the moments time. like the zombie groans when he starts like monologuing and they're like, oh, this guy it was just such a funny thing to have zombies doing. I, uh, yeah, I very much enjoyed the use of zombies. That was one of my favorite moments of the episode. Them still yeah. being the Doom Patrol and being like, come on, we don't want to do this. We don't want to go through <laughs> yeah. this. Please stop yeah. it. Yeah. Nobody cares about your backstory, guy. Yeah, and um, I also, in in the midst of all this fun and sort of over-the-topness, there were still moments that were genuinely creepy, like the, the oh fly going into Jane's nose, I thought was really, cyborg skin peeling oh, up. Like, yeah, I can't believe they were someone able stopped to- and ate in the middle of this. <laughs> I'm so hungry. It looked, his skin looked like pizza. It yeah. was so I, gross. Uh, in all honesty, I didn't want to say this earlier, I stopped every 10 minutes. Wow. I just kept snacking, snacking and snacking and snacking. Oh, man. I'm very hungry, Pete. So gross, man. How many brains do you think Alex has eaten? I did like that moment when Cliff was like, hey, what do they taste like, guys? Come on. 
Oh my God, Cliff! I, while we're jumping around here, Cliff at the end of the episode when everybody wants to move on and have their mouthwash martinis, and he just keeps talking about it, and everybody keeps telling him to shut up. So funny. I mean, Cliff had a great episode uh, across the board. As I mean, per usual, uh, we find out his great nickname, Cheeto Dick, which a couple of Cheeto Dicks on this podcast. Uh, what? Not, well. not pointing any fingers. <laughs> Uh, Cheeto and Dorito, right, you guys? <laughs> Which one are you pointing to? I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're absolutely right, Frito Dick. <laughs> what is happening? Cheeto, Dorito, and Frito. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest. Uh, I don't know which one of you are referring to, but I really hope that I'm not Dorito Dick because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you answered first when I said it. So uh, you that are true. forever. I did do that? Uh, my absolute favorite cliff line. I did like the Cheeto Dick was very funny. Him saying that time travel doesn't exist because otherwise he wouldn't be called Cheeto Dick was so great. So uh, but the, my absolute favorite thing was when. Laura is leaving to go back in time or about to leave to go back in time. And Cliff says, Hey, tell him I said, and then holds up his middle finger, his delivery on. He'll know what it means. He'll get it. Oh, God. Very good. I told my dad to suck a bucket of vaginas. Also fun from Cliff. Oh, my God. Yeah. He had some great. And then, uh, when my, like, this way, Solomon Grundy's was just, uh, Really just a fun, fun line as well. That was fun. Now, one thing, let's talk about Cyborg's thing, because it really is sort of continuing to skirt his emotional arc, not just for the season, but the character as a whole. Um, his dad, surprisingly, shows up, was fired by Star Labs for what happened, or at least put on administrative leave. We get another mention of Ronnie here without her showing up, uh, but Cyborg still seems stuck on her. By the end of the episode... After finding out that there was an option of synthetic skin and his dad instead went for robot parts, he holds up this mirror in what I thought was a great shot yeah. where he gets to see what his face would look like whole without the cyborg implants. So what I do you really think is like going that. on with him? Where do you think he is and what potentially is going to happen next? I was just a little upset because before his dad walks in, he looks at himself in his skin and it's eating away as he's turning into a zombie. And I'm kind of like, hey, maybe bring this up to your dad. He might be able to help you with this. Um that part was kind of eating at me the whole time uh, during the conversation. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah. I was mostly thrown, I'll just mention, by Silas showing up. The way that he was just there, yeah. it felt like it was a dream gone. sequence or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah I didn't think it was real. I felt like it was fast because there was so much in the episode, but um I think that he's going through changes, I think prompted by uh, Ronnie really challenging his sort of moral superiority. And now he's like fully going through everything and wanting to be different or what he thinks is better to try to get her back. I do uh, wonder if we're going to get some sort of regular human skin thing for him and whether it will end up in the direction of either he finds out, no, wait, this isn't actually what I wanted or per this episode, it's something absolutely horrifying that happens potentially. What were you oh, going to say, Pete? Well, I was just going to say that, like, 
you know, when the kind of uh, dad left and then they were kind of dealing with the time machine, one of the one of the parts I really liked was they're like, who's good at machines? They all pointed at Vic. And then they're like, okay, so I'll come back in two weeks. They're like, mm, two weeks is bad. Try three weeks. No, that's when all the sex ghosts were here. You don't want to be here for that. It was just, just fun. Fun because it was like well, there wasn't a good time. There's this... This place has such insanity going on on a regular basis. It's funny to try to have some uh, somebody come in who's not uh, used to all of the insanity. So it was, yeah, I, we mentioned that a few times. I think they almost do that once per season. I don't remember who it was in season one, but season two was Ronnie coming in and pointing out all the weirdness. Here we get Laura DeMille coming in. Like you're saying, Pete, it's just... It's an easy device to remind people how insane this world is, but it's yeah. it's fun and they use it sparingly, and I think that's why it works. Yeah. Um, who else should we talk about? Should we talk about what's going on with Larry? Because he's vomiting up black bile, which initially you think is because he's turning into a zombie, but by the end it seems like maybe he's pregnant. Yeah, I think he's pregnant. Sickness, and he's 100%. having a little a little side gut baby. It looks like. That's exactly what I thought. Um, I think the goo was blue that he was puking up, but uh, um, yeah, I was like scary at first. And then when he had the little bump, I was like, I think he's going to birth a new negative spirit hmm. What for himself. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. It definitely makes me think of the movie Junior, which I always found horrifying uh, when I when I watched it. Just the idea What's of horrifying? Like, uh, having a baby in your muscles. Because... Mm. Huh. Oh, like, you seem un, unbothered by it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. You, uh, what do you mean in your mind? Mu- you're like, you don't want, you're worried about your muscles? I don't know. It just seems your... like it would rip you to shreds. Like, granted, babies rip you to shreds anyway. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Like, just I don't know if you're familiar you with muscles. women, but they actually nope. do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, never, never met one, but I <laughs> hope to someday. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, you know, um, shredded muscles, hilarious. All right, but I think that it's weird that <laughs> on top isn't of that, all... Isn't that what they're talking about when they say getting shredded? Like, yeah, oh, my exactly muscles right. totally got shredded. Yeah. It's you had a baby out of you your muscles, junior yeah. style. That's that's yeah, exactly, exactly right. Junior but style. I just think I'm it's like... baby, junior style. This, <laughs> I couldn't style. really take anything that was happening in this episode because it was so insane. It was like, oh, also, LT is pregnant? Like, I... Like, there was so much happening. I was like, none of this is real. And when it went from, like, there were zombies eating Niall's brain to just sitting around having uh, cocktails because of the horrible taste in their mouth, I was just kind of like, uh, this was a little too fast, too far for me for, for all of them that was happening. <laughs> By the way, before we get too far, I just wanted to mention uh, for anybody who's listening out there, I, I feel like most people know this, but just in case not, if you go to the orphanage and you want to get a baby animal style, they don't have it on the menu, but you can order it, and it's <laughs> it really, go really good. It's really no, good. it's the best. Yeah. Nobody knows about it. Except everybody knows about it. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows about it. It's not that secret of a menu. What were you yeah. saying, Pete? Were you talking about something I'm else? saying I'm a, I'm a bird. I'm a bird. I'm like a bird. Uh, and I'd have to eat a Buick Skylark to be a cannibal. <laughs> that was a great line. I mean, come on. Speaking of emotional stuff, though, I do think what hit me the hardest was the plot line with Jane. I thought Dana and Guerrero, Guerrero, it was really, really good in this episode and all her things about like 
having more things to say to a person, but them being gone was yeah. very realistic. Like, especially the- when you want to say something, but then you're so hungry because the smell of brains overtakes you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that was a fun kind of fight. Because you were sitting realistic. there with your pizza, yeah. or just waiting to go. So I felt like you had to really feel that moment. I mean, I agree with you, Alex. Um, that's the beauty of Doom Patrol. And again, why I wish someone had told us about it sooner oh, because it's, it's so great. Good. Yes. It's so good the way that they can come put in these great emotional moments in the midst of chaos and have them really resonate. Like Jane's story was so small. She builds this Niles effigy and then confronts Burns his it. head, eats his head, and then goes back to the effigy and it's sort of laughing about, like, he said, eat my head, uh, and then burns <laughs> it and sort of me. finds her peace. Yeah. It was really sweet, I thought. Yeah. And we talked about Rita. It was Rita. really weird is what it was. No, it was, it was kind of sweet. Like, I think in the world of the show, yes, everything is weird to an outsider like us. Obviously, we're outside. We're not in the We're insiders. At we're the, insiders. We're part of the D-Patrol. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Dorito, <laughs> Dorito, Dorito, Dick, don't, Dorito, don't, Dick don't Patrol. You know yeah, who I'm talking to. That's the DD to. Patrol. You know, Did I'm, you know I'm the pointing DD on Daredevil stands for Dorito Dick? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh it's true. God. That's the real power he has. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not yeah, going to do this. Oh, you have, you have a note? You have a comment? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of it so much as losing my sight as gaining a Dorito Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Foggy's so jealous. I'm just going to keep, let's just move on and talk about the fact that, uh, yeah, it was, you know, even Jane being a a, a zombie when she was crying, uh, it was a moving moment, which is an absurd thing because she just finished uh, eating a bunch of butts and now was eating Niles' brain. So, like, uh, it's a crazy emotional roller coaster, but you still felt that tear going down there. Also, shout out to the butt fighting scene, which was great, super fun, totally over the top gross, but yeah. just the different ways they found of eliminating the butts in the most horrifying manner possible was Not very fun. All the butts. That's what I was out. going to get to is we have a zombie butt loose heading butt. towards Cloverton at the one end. Loose, so, one loose butt. One loose butt. <laughs> so, that's definitely coming back at some point, probably very at the fun. end of the season, I assume. But I guess we'll yeah, see. I think there's trouble brewing in Cloverton, and they already well, don't it's like six it. miles away. So it's I mean, how long does it take to a butt to run six miles? You know, it might be a couple laps before we see it. It's a great point. Uh, <laughs> I think that that butt was doing the uh, doing like a four forty. Like I, that butt's got <laughs> so, that butt's got wheels. Really? Huh. Yeah. Wasn't that your catchphrase on "Dismantle My Ride"? <laughs> that that, that butt's got <laughs> wheels. Everyone's like, this doesn't make any, it didn't make sense <laughs> through the beginning. And they got this DJ LePage guy doing hosting it. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Any other moments from the episode that you want to call out in particular? I think we've talked yes. about a lot of Cliff's lines. Go ahead, Justin. So many. Um, now, we. I just want to talk about the, the movie because uh, next episode is called Dada Patrol. This movie that, um, that Michelle Gomez, uh, Shannon, as I call her, found um, is made by the sisterhood of the Dada and she watched the movie and it made her dance. 
she like involuntary started dancing. And now I know that's something that happened to you, Alex, when you watched Step Up 2. Do you feel like there's a connection there? Do you think you're saying like, is this a Step Up movie or part of the Step Up franchise? I, I didn't see Channing Tatum in there anywhere or the guy with the curly hair who Pete, you know, I'm talking about the one. Who yeah, Moose, motherfucker. Come on. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Number Pete, one movie you really should have asked Pete about this because he is way more familiar with the continuity of the Step Up movies than I am. That seems insane. Uh, didn't you introduce it to Pete? This is no. something that you two have bonded over, and I've never I've, – it's impenetrable. No, it was one of those things where it was like dancing around it and then – Dancing. <laughs> dancing. Oh, yeah. You're even doing that as you're talking about it. Involuntary. Like, oh, boy. Yeah, it's involuntary. I just uh, think of how – Does that in work another... on audio podcast? Uh, yeah. Just so everybody knows listening, Please I just did some amazing dance moves. No, you did not. It, it was. No, it was Pete and Justin <laughs> can't believe how good they were. Their, their faces shocking. are shocked. I can't believe you just did you used literally you. say all your credibility just went away when you said that? Listen, um, anybody listening to this audio podcast, prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would just like to say, as fathers – is it the worst thing that somebody can say to you? Uh, it's, you know, when your children say, hey, dad, two days ago, I died. You know what I mean? Like, that has to be. That's a really great question. Before I answer it, let me just complete this backflip. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you wow. go. Wow. Sound is like you just puked. <laughs> <laughs> if I do too many of them, it uh, stretches out my uh, junior baby. I, what? <laughs> I just love the Didn't idea. You have a junior, junior, my junior baby. Shreds my boss. Junior baby. I love the idea that in another multiverse, um, Alex and Pete discovered each other um, in a comedy theater holding copies of Step Up 2. And the third host is like a hardcore breakdancer. (laughs) What are you doing in this scenario? Hosting a comic book show all by your lonesome? All by myself. Just casually saying opinions as a a head, a bodiless head. On the plus side, though, that alternate reality, you have all of your teeth. Yeah, that's true. Hey, that's the secret. That's the secret. I'm currently I mean, missing a tooth. Fans of the show will now be able to pin this to the live show that we're doing tonight, where I will also not have a tooth. Um, great. Uh, sorry to bring so, that up. I can cut it from the podcast. I'm not going to. No, do I don't. It I don't I'm care. I'm not going to do it. Huh? Do You're it. not going to cut it. Yes, Pete, any moments you want to call out in particular? Yeah, I appreciated the Frisbee golf shout out that Jane did where, uh, you know, Cliff was like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm playing Frisbee golf. I thought that was a funny bit. Um, 100%. I loved Baphomet um, and this uh, Willoughby trying to Cyrano de Bergerac that shit. Oh, yeah, that was very funny. His big plan was just to do all this so he could, uh, you know, hit on the horse's head. I was like, oh, wow, man. She saw right through it, too. She, she did see right through it, but a very fun re- recurring character, and I love this romance between the two of them. It's very fun yeah. and cute, and I'm sure we'll see more of that. I, I also I think really so like the line really uh, later on, all right, Walt Disney, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. Yes. Good um, Pete already said it, but uh, calling them Solomon's Grundy, yeah. like um, attorneys general, I thought was very fun. Um, uh, the, uh, the amount of ass that they all ate. Um, when they were zombies, I thought it was really fun. Uh, oh, I love the detail when Willoughby and Alora head through the portal um, I, where he gives them these big fuzzy hats and she says, what are those for? The hat, it's just to keep their heads warm. <laughs> That's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but I like yeah. how half an air freshener will cover the smell of your brain. That was a funny James bit. Dean's car freshener. Um, Excuse me. I'm going to... 
uh, make Martha Sh- Stewart shit through her mouth with jealousy. This de- this episode had the best lines of the whole series, I thought. And I also like how the zombies were like, that's not a, that's not a thing people say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. also, I loved Rita's delivery when she first starts turning into a zombie, when she sees Larry and smelling him and says, you smell delicious. delicious. Do you have ham in your pocket or something? Yeah. And then he goes, did and you just lick me? That's what's a, a casual lick between friends. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so lots of stuff in a very goofy, very wild, very over-the-top episode, but also setting up a ton for the future that should be interesting to follow from, like we've mentioned, Sisterhood of Dada, whatever is going on with Laura DeMille, and whether she is, in fact, a bird or an ottoman, we'll find out soon. But who was most doomed this episode? Pete, would you like to go first? Who was most doomed this episode? Well, I think it continues to be Niles, and uh, that's very exciting, and I'm hoping we don't hear from him for a while, you know? Mm. I like that you've accepted he'll be back. Right, Pete? No, I have not accepted that at all. Okay, Justin, what about you? Who's most doomed this episode? I'm going to give it to Rita. I think she's got some big how changes coming. I love the end of the app when she's revealed to be in the video, how it's sort of a scary shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, again, my theory about uh, Rita and Michelle being the same or part of the same entity. I think the dance that they do is a, w- a way of like achieving alignment or something like that. It reminded me very much of the OA, if you remember mm-hmm. that show on Netflix. Of course. Uh, of course. Um so I, I think there's big changes coming for her. And I'm going to give it up to Cyborg maybe being most doomed. I think whatever he's heading towards, it seems like it could be good, but most likely, as usual with the show, his quest to become more fully human again is going to come with a bunch of very bad left turns and twists as we continue. And that doesn't spell good things for him or potentially Ronnie if she ever does come back. And if you'd like to support the show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Doom Patrol. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. And now, before we go, a piece of advice from Pete LePage. If you hear something howling, make sure it isn't a butt. Great advice. And for Cheeto, Frito, and Dorito dicks, I'm signing off. It's pretty cool. Another flip. It's pretty cool.